What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Inventory with your hosts, Ben Kuchipudi and... Favorite brother, Tyler T. So today, this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to be discussing Juan Soto to the Padres, and we're going to be giving a little bit of our hot takes for the upcoming NFL season, which is only five weeks away. Can't come any sooner than that. So Juan Soto, last not last week, um, a few days ago, got traded to the San Diego Padres to team up with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. And this is a team that's behind the Dodgers in the standings in the NL West. But with the addition of Soto, it looks like they're looking to make a run in the playoffs. How do you feel about um, this trade and what does it mean for the MLB? Um, I absolutely love this acquisition for San Diego um, because for San Diego, they've always been trying to get over that hump. They've always had some solid guys around them, young talent, old talent, veterans, new guys. But they always needed that just stellar athlete one thing to kind of push them into it. They've always had strong pitching. They've always had good, decent hitting, whether it becomes small ball or big ball. Their feeling has always been, you know, near to Golden Glove. But you see that one guy, and that's they got him. Got him. Yeah, and honestly, they gave up a pretty big haul, but the haul isn't as big as people thought it would would be. Honestly, I think the Padres definitely won this trade, and they got Washington got a lot of players in return, but. This is Juan Soto. This is arguably the best hitter in baseball. And the Padres are sitting right now, I think they're sitting at 61 and 47, still 12 and a half games behind the Dodgers. But they're going to, I think they'll make a run in the wild card. I think this is going to be a team that's going to get hot to end the year. And they're going to be scary come playoff time. I agree. I just think that with the acquisition of Juan Soto, I hope other players within the organization don't get disgruntled with his presence because when you bring in a stellar athlete like that, a lot of the spotlight turns away from you and things like that. And this team is very strong on paper. You know, they have strong pitching with you, Darvish and Blake Snell. You have the stellar hitters in Manny and Fernando. And you just have a good, like, you know, fielding presence as well. But the thing about this team is, like, obviously you're going to get hot coming into the playoffs. Obviously they might fall short because, you know, just because you got Juan Soto doesn't mean you're going to make a World Series, you know, appearance. But if they can keep this going into the offseason and probably add a couple of holes that they still have lacking, then who knows, bro? Like, they might be just, like, the, the, you know, the favorite going into the next season. Yeah, obviously, it's going to be tough with the Dodgers in that division. That's, what's, that's what sucks for the Padres. And it seems, I think there's going to be a lot of bandwagons. There's going to be a lot of people hopping on that San Diego bandwagon. And I don't blame him. This is going to be a super fun team to watch during the final stretch of the season and like I said I don't think people want to I don't think other teams want to see the Potters in the postseason no, I mean I wouldn't want to go into the matter especially if I'm a bullpen looking at these just stellar bats at me um, it's scary it's very intimidating to be on the mound with a guy like that at the plate yeah so obviously Soto and the Padres terrifying to play against thank god the Yankees are on the other side Dodge a bullet, but moving on to the main sec, the main segment of the show, we're gonna be discussing bold predictions and hot takes for all thirty-two NFL teams. So we're gonna actually start. We're gonna start with your favorite team's division, and you're gonna start with your favorite team. What is a bold prediction you have for your Dallas Cowboys this season? Um, I think we're gonna come out the NFC East. Of course, uh, that's usually been the case for the past couple of years. A lot of these. Ex- 
experts, a lot of these guys are saying that the Eagles are going to come out on top. I'm predicting them to even reach 11 wins. Um, I do think the Eagles have a nice roster. They have a beautiful line. Um, they have weapons now with the Brown and other things like that. Their defense is bolstered now. But I just, I'm not sold on them. And I'm not saying that with a bias, of course, because obviously all Cowboys fans have a distaste for the green in Philadelphia. But um, I just, I just don't believe in Hurts like that. Uh, he is getting slightly better, but he's just, I don't think he's that guy. I think Dallas is going to come out on top, even though we did lose Amari Cooper. But I think CD's going to have an awesome role, and a plethora of other guys that we drafted and you know acquired are going to have a great season. And I think we're going to get around the 10 to 11 win range. Now, granted, pushing into the postseason, we might lose like the 49ers again. But um, I think our season is going to be good. Our schedule this upcoming season, the records last year, not very strong, pushing around 500 wins. So our, our schedule looks really easy. Um, we're gonna, you know, we gotta host the Buccaneers and things like that. So we're gonna have some big primetime games. But I think Dallas is gonna come out on top in the NFC East, which is isn't saying much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Even with the departure of Amari Cooper, I still think Dallas is gonna be the favorite to win the NFC East. And I agree with you, Jalen Hurts. I like he's a great fantasy quarterback with his rushing, but he, he it just seems like he can't get it going. Like. When the games matter, it seems like all of his passing yards come in garbage time. And now I think it's going to really hurt the Eagles. They limped into the playoffs last year and got smoked by the Bucks. AJ Brown will help, but it's good. It, it all rests on the shoulder of Hurts. Yeah, it's just like he just has poor decision making under pressure. Um, his accuracy is shoddy at best. Um, the line in Philadelphia is good, so he has time to make decisions, but. You, if you come across a very strong pass rushing team, he's going to crumble. He really is. And, you know, I love Jalen Hurts as much as the next guy, but you know, he just has to figure it out. Yeah, and if Hurts doesn't figure it out, we got a strong quarterback class next year. Howie Roseman's not patient. Could see a new quarterback in Philly after this season if Hurts doesn't perform. So, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you have for them? I mean, I think it's going to come down to Hurts, you know, like, like we just mentioned before. Um, they have a strong team. The line is awesome. They still have Kelsey, you know, up in there. And you have the acquisition of A.J. Brown, which I think is one of the most underrated acquisitions this upcoming season because he's just a stellar, stellar wide receiver, amazing footwork. He's like a ballerina on the turf. And Hurts is going to have a guy to throw to like that, you know, with also with Devontae Smith on their side, who was, you know, the slim reaper, the skinny guy who can run a thousand yards and catch the ball even better. So the Eagles are going to have a really good season. I predict them having nine to ten wins this upcoming season. And their schedule isn't too difficult, uh, but it is very difficult those last four games, their opponents. Yeah, and, and some of the last season, they're going to be fighting with teams down the stretch. And it seems like it seems, it's been that way the last few years. The Eagles have always snuck into the playoffs and scrapped out a few wins at the end of the year, and then they made it to the postseason. And we'll, have to, we'll see if that trend continues this year. Uh, moving on to the Washington football team. I still not football team, but Commanders. I still can't get over that. Um, they're always the Redskins to me. Always the Deadskins to me. Actually, um, give me a bold prediction you have for them. How do you feel about them? Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good season. I think he's actually going to have a really good season. But the problem. Oh, okay. Listen, I love Carson Wentz. I liked him when he, before he got injured and the Eagles made the Super Bowl push with Nick Foles. But I think he's going to finally find a suitable home here because his um, position isn't being rushed out. I feel when he was on the Colts, 
Colts are always in a weird, very weird state since Philip Rivers' departure. They were bouncing from quarterback to quarterback. They had guys who wanted to play there, win a Super Bowl there. And it's like the quarterback wasn't matched up. But I think Carson Wentz somewhat found a home here in uh, Washington. Did they overpay him a little bit? Of course. That naturally happens when you're just rushing to find a quarterback who, you know, needs to just fill a spot that's very important. But um, if he is bad, um, they can just easily replace him and do their things. But I think he's going to have a good season. But I don't think they're going to obtain double-digit wins. I'm thinking around 8-7 to seven range. That's fair. We got to see Tara McLaurin. This is his, what? This feels like it's like 10th quarterback in the, since he's been in the league. So we got to see if he can develop that connection with him. And finally, we're ending out the NFC East. Um, Big Blue, the New York Giants. The thing about the Giants here is... The thing about the NFC East in general is the quarterback position is always the thing they're looking at here. We have Dak Prescott finally trying to come back healthy. You have Jalen Hurts, you know, who's worrisome accuracy and you had poor decision making. You have Carson Wentz who got overpaid and we don't really know what his full potential is very healthy. Now we come back to Daniel Jones for the Giants. He's just not the guy. Um, they're going to try him out this year. They're going to figure it out if he wants to stay or go, but I think they should move on with him. Um, they had an awesome draft. You know, they had a bunch of great picks, but I don't see them having a great season. I see them probably hitting around this five to six win mark, maybe seven if they're lucky. Uh, they just need to keep looking for the future, keep looking forward to, and Jones is that guy. So I think you should get rid of him and look for this upcoming great QB class. I completely agree. Giants, they do have an easy schedule on paper. I just don't believe in their team, just to be blatantly honest. Yeah, moving on to moving across um, to the NFC West, and we're gonna start with the defending champions, the LA Rams. The Rams, oh boy, it's you're just in run run back mode. You know, you kept the majority of the team together, but you no, know, I I think there's a couple of pieces that you did lose. You know, um, I think Weddle was a big thing for the defensive to you know lock it down, but obviously his retirement, Whitworth was a great guy to have in the locker room and you know the old line room and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's still the same team. You have Cooper Cup, the triple crown winner. You still have Matt Stafford looking in great form. You still have Aaron Donald, who's probably one of the best football players, you know, to ever exist. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Automatic Hall of Fame, one hundred percent. It's crazy, and you know you lost Von Miller, but you replaced him with Bobby Wagner. You know you lost Robert Woods, but you replaced him with Allen Robinson, who, in my opinion, is a phenomenal receiver that just hasn't got the chance. That you would. You I know, think he's going to bounce back this year. I think he'll have a good season. I think he'll have a great season because you actually have a quarterback under under the center who actually can throw you the ball. Because I love seeing the clips where Allen Robinson's overthrowed or underthrowed. Feel bad. You got to feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for him, and he's an incredibly talented guy. So I think they made some great moves, and they still have one of the best defenses in the league. You know? So I think they're going to push around 11 to 12 wins for this upcoming season. I think that's, I think that's reasonable. And um, now, we got, now we go into the Bay, the Niners, um, their, their NFC championship opponent. Obviously, Debo just got extended, but what do you feel about them this year? I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to have the most interesting season out of all the people in the NFC. Trey Lance, apparently everybody's hailing him over the bay. All the coaches, all the players, making this guy out to be like the next A-Rod, which in my opinion, I would love to see that. Um, I think Trey Lance would actually force under Kyle Shanahan's offense, really. And um, I'm really excited for them. You just got Debo back. You work 
the kinks out with him. He's going to be a stellar wide receiver. The defense is still elite. But the one discrepancy I have for the 49ers, their schedule is one of the hardest. It is a gauntlet. It is going to be incredibly difficult. But time and time again, the 49ers have proven themselves because of their stellar defense. So I think they're going to reach double-digit wins, probably 10 or 11. They should. Trey Lance is going to have a good season for himself if he gets, obviously, that game to start. He should get the gig. The Niners basically handed him that starting job. Kyle Shanahan said outright. So I Trey Lance, the Trey Lance era has officially begun in the Bay Area as of now. Um, next, um, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray just got paid. How do we feel Kyler about this Murray, team? Kyler Murray had a ad thrown at him. And the thing about the Arizona Cardinals, it's, they're a very funny team to watch in the NFL. There's some Sundays where I turn on the telly and I see them just look like the best team in football. And there's other Sundays or Thursday nights where I see them and I look, they just look like hot garbage. Ever since, you know, when they don't have D-Hop, it's just like they just fall apart. And the playmaking isn't, you know, great with Kyler Murray. He just makes some poor decisions. And it's just sometimes they look like a chicken without a head. Um, I don't know if they're going to make a really deep playoff run, even if make the playoffs at all. And defensively, there's a lot of holes in that defense as well. So they have to fix that up. Um, I can see them maybe break nine wins, eight maybe. But um, just they, they have a lot of holes defensively. Uh, Kyler Murray and the play calling, like, they love to contradict each other and, like, you know, they can't really coexist. So, you know, they got to figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to be real with the Cardinals. I'm going to, I think they missed the playoffs. I think Kingsbury's gets the boot after this year. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I never like that hire. I just, I just don't think he's right for this team. Yeah, and it, when it comes down to the play calling on offense, you know, you either decide between the quarterback or the play caller. And I think the play caller got to go because evidently the Cardinals are all in our Kyler. Yeah, they already committed, gave him a bag and everything. So we got to see how everything plays out with that team. And now rounding out the NFC West, we got um, a team that's in full rebuild mode, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, they're just going to be Shears laughing stock of the league. You have Drew Locke at quarterback and a bunch of just very bad offensive tackles and linemen. Um, this is the rebuild, you know. I know they just threw that bag at DK, but sad that we got to see DK rot there for the next couple of years unless he gets packaged of course but he's got to go full rebuild you know you got to look at this upcoming draft and look at a lot of things linemen some defensive guys maybe another weapon quarterback quarterback because Sherlock I don't think is that guy so um they have a lot of things over there um their front office is usually good so I think they'll make some good uh, acquisitions in the upcoming draft or even trades you know things could happen at the trade deadline but they have some desirable pieces you know like Kenneth Walker and Rashad Petty that they can ship for some future picks yeah and honestly I think Pete Carroll's gotta go I think he's I think he should I think he's gotta go the Legion of Boom is no more and it should be a new era in Seattle altogether he's I feel like he's been on the hot seat for a little bit now and I think he's probably gotta go after this year that's what happens when, in any sports, when the city falls in love with a coach, it's very hard to let that guy go. But I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Pete Carroll, his offensive schemes are, Russell Wilson's not there anymore, and the weapons and defense aren't there anymore, so you can't rely on stops. So it might be safe to move on. And I, yeah, I fully agree. Moving up north to the NFC North, how do you feel about um, the Green Bay Packers? Devontae Adams is gone. How do you feel about them? playoffs that's the thing green bay has a stellar defense and 
obviously you have Aaron Rodgers, so you're going to have some stellar, you know, West Coast offense there. They just don't make the push in the playoffs. You have a two-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers like this, even more, and it's like you have these awesome regular season bouts, but you just don't show up in the playoffs. So at the end of the day, they just have to just perform well in the playoffs. Their, their roster is great. They just got to add a little bit more receiving core because obviously with the departure of Devontae, that's a huge loss to Aaron Rodgers. And your second guy, Lazard, you know, who are you going to throw to? So that's going to be tough. But I still see them coming out on top with 12, maybe even 13 wins again. Yeah, they got a, I think they got a cakewalk of a schedule this year. But you got to show up. You got to win in the playoffs, obviously. That's been the issue with Green Bay ever since 2010 when they won the ring. So moving on to, I this is my sleeper team in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. What do we think? I really like, I really like the Vikings this season. Um, they had a couple of coaching staff changes, which obviously boosts morale and optimism toward the team. Um, at the end of the day, your Cousins is your quarterback. Is that going to be your guy for when you're in that wild spot, wild card spot, and you want to just push throughout the playoffs? I don't know. You know, I love Kurt as much as the next guy. You know, you like that. You remember the good old, good old Washington days? Of course, but, of course. Um, Justin Jefferson's going to have a stellar season, probably a top fantasy pick for a lot of guys. So the, the Minnesota team, it just, you know, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, and I don't know if he's going to be that guy to deliver. Their defense is looking promising, though, and I see them pushing double-digit wins about 10 to 11. I think they should, too. I think that... I think the new hire is going to really help the passing game with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and all those guys. I think the I think they're going to succeed with that. And now moving on to um the knee biters, the Detroit Lions. Hard Knocks features Detroit Lions. Yeah, um, them and the Bears. We could kind of combo them together because yeah. I'm in the predicament of being probably two of the worst teams in the NFL. You know, Detroit Lions. Everything needs a fixing. They had a nice little draft for themselves, but those acquisitions aren't going to push them to be anything crazy immediately. You know, those are those are picks that, with time, will do their thing. Same thing with Chicago, and I feel bad for Justin Fields. You, everyone should feel play. bad for Fields. He's going to play probably under the worst circumstances he can possibly ask for. And I think he was as, as talented as Trevor and all those other guys in the draft, but he's in such a tough, tough position. You know, if the guy drops back and he has maybe a second of time before he's... There's already people at his legs, you know? It really sucks so, for him. Detroit and Chicago, not, none of them are going to break five wins, maybe maybe six. Um, and they just got to look forward. They just got to look forward, take the season to do what you got to do, test things out, different schemes, play calling, even some, you know, for coaching staff adjustments. But just, I wish the best of luck to Chicago and Detroit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to contradict you on the Detroit thing. I think Detroit actually... They have one of the best O-lines of football, which is shocking, but I think they have a great O-line. They improved their weapons. I think Detroit could push for seven. I feel like they'd be one of those teams who wins a few of those games they can't, that no one expects them to win. And I think their ceiling is seven, but they do have a low floor. And Chicago, obviously, you got to feel bad for Fields. Probably the worst line in football and maybe, even, maybe the worst receivers, too. I think the Bears are going to be the worst team in the league. I, I agree. I think they'll put get like three get wins. I can get behind your Detroit comment. I did, you know, some someone forget the line, but still, you know, I don't think it's going to work in their favor because their defense doesn't let up a lot too. It's so, true, and it's Jared Goff. You, give, you can't trust Jared yeah, Goff that much. Yeah, you can give Jared Goff all the time in the world, but he can still make very poor decisions. We've seen that before. 
We have. Yeah, moving on to the final division in the NFC, we're going to go with um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How do you feel about uh, Tom Brady being back for his uh, millionth season and him leading the Buccaneers? Um, I think this is probably one of the easier things to say. They're going to obviously win the South Division. Um, if Tom Brady's your quarterback, destined to win. Um, there is actually no other people in this division that can even touch that. Um, he's awesome. The Oscars elite. Um, I think the acquisition of Julio Jones is going to be great for the organization. Obviously, people question his health. I think with the Buccaneers organization and the fact that he's not going to get the workload he received in Tennessee or even his Falcons in his, in his tenure, I think he's going to do awesome. It's that type of stellar wide receiver that when you pair with Brady, it just works. You know, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are kind of that same caliber of like the 2010s, all-time, all-decade teams kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're smart enough to know it, and since it's Tom Brady – anybody's a target anybody's a weapon you know so this team's gonna be awesome 12 to 13 wins easy and i personally think they're gonna win the super bowl next year that is my take you think you're gonna win the super you think they're gonna win the super bowl i think tom brady's gonna win his eighth he's gonna fill both fingers and he's gonna go out he's gonna go out he's gonna start his broadcasting career and we're gonna see tb12 in a suit calling games on sunday thursdays and Mondays. for 10 years 10 years. Get used to his face. I already am as a New York Jets fan, and it's a painful thing. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints, a team that was marred by injuries the last few years, but still almost made the playoffs somehow last year. What do you think about this squad? I think this squad is going to surprise a couple people, turn a couple of heads. I think the acquisition of Baker Mayfield is actually awesome. Because what Baker brings to a team that not many people saw in Cleveland Hey, hey, hold on. You got you got your wrong team there, bud. I'm talking Saints, not Panthers. Oh, Saints, sorry. For me, sorry, I organized it where the Panthers actually have a better record. Ooh, okay, all right, yeah. That's my prediction. Ooh, move on, actually, yeah. I want to hear this. I'll get to the Saints. So I think the Panthers are going to win eight to nine games. I think Baker's going to lead the charge in Carolina. Eight to nine, whoa. I think, they're, I think they improve their outline. I think they have enough weapons for Baker to flourish. I think he's not gonna get he's he's not gonna get the looks that he got in Cleveland for that obvious like awesome wide receiving core that they had, but I think Baker's gonna do great. I think they should try to ship Sam and put Matt Coral underneath Baker and try to just figure that out there. But I think the Panthers are gonna turn some heads. I mean, I want to I would love to see Baker succeed, and I want to see DJ Moore make the pro. I wanted him to have a, an awesome year. I've always been a fan of his game, but he's had. The worst, almost as bad of quarterback play as Terry McLaurin. So, yeah, we're going to have to see sorry, how this team goes. To the Saints now. Gotcha. Saints, Saints, I have them winning seven games. The thing about the Saints here is they still have that nice team, but it's somewhat fading from the old days. You know, it's not the, the cool Drew Brees days where you do slants and stuff like that. They still have weapons. They still have Mike Thomas coming back. Alvin Kamara is going to do his thing. But. It's just I don't I just don't believe in them. Just it, they don't don't look. For, I love Jameis Winston. I love his memes or whatever. But I just I don't think this is the team that they once were. Uh, it's a shame because when the Saints are good, you know life is good. Like it's just a solid team that they always have. But I just don't believe in them. There's just a lot of just like ugh, I don't I don't know. I just don't like the roster. I feel like with so the I, Saints, I feel like Jameis can either lead them to the top or they're gonna sink really low. You when think there's two extremes. 
extremes. I think there's two extremes. I feel like Jameis could either play really well and they could reach 11, maybe even 12 wins, or he can falter and they can win like five. I think, honestly, the opposite. I think they're going to be just incredibly average. I think they're just going to be right down the line. It's just, I don't know. I just don't think that Jameson can win, like, win to that caliber of 11 to 12 wins. But I also don't think he's going to poo-poo the bed to, like, you know, four, five, six wins. I just think he's just going to play his game under the play calling that they would provide him. And Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara are just going to get their love. They're going to get that chicken, as Marshawn Lynch would say. I don't see them turning heads, and I don't see them disappointing either. I think it's just going to go just straight line, no up or down. I got you. And, yeah, rounding out the NFC, we got arguably the worst team in the league right now, the Atlanta Falcons. God God bless them, I hope. Falcons got to go in a rebuild as well. But there's one interesting thing that they do have that if they can keep together while they rebuild, it would be astronomical for the league. And it's that young wide receiving core. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, A.J. Terrell. Like, if they could keep that together, whether or not it's with Marcus Mariota or pushing forward uh, Desmond Ritter, but if they can keep that, bolster everything else, that team might be something, you know, in a couple of years. Yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be a slow rebuild for Atlanta. I feel like they delayed us. I feel like they delayed this, but yeah, you got some nice pieces with Ritter if he if he comes in sooner than expected. Kyle Pitts is obviously a star at tight end already. Drake London is basically Mike Evans 2.0, and you got to retool that defense and build around AJ Terrell. And we have to see how it goes in Atlanta. This has been long awaited, and now we're gonna see the probably the worst of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on to the AFC. This is, um, and we're gonna start with the AFC East. So for me, I think the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen wins MVP. Honestly, I, not crazy to say they have the best team in football, and led by him. I think no you know. I think I think he'll have fifty. I think he'll total for fifty touchdowns. Not throw, but I think he'll total. With his rushing touchdowns, because you know Josh Allen loves to run the ball. Yeah, which is a gift and a curse for a quarterback. Obviously, we see, we saw what happened to Dak. Unfortunately, we have to. You got you got to. Um, he's got to learn how to slide because he takes a lot of hits. Yeah, but Josh Allen's very smart, and for me, I took a couple of, like look at the schedule. I think they went fourteen games. I'd say fourteen, even fifteen. That team is. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the league. Yeah, moving on to um the New England Patriots, my hated rival. I think they finished last in the division. I think Mac Jones still plays pretty well, but I think the loss of J.C. Jackson is going to hurt a lot because he forced eight turnovers on his own last year. And I think um their team as a whole got worse. You know, you lost Shaq Mason on the offensive line, which is... A big loss. I still don't. I don't think they're going to be bottom of the barrel. They're not going to win four games, but I think in a very competitive AFC, I think they're going to get seven to eight wins, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But you think the Jets are going to outperform the Pats? Of course, I do. Ah, uh, I honestly I agree with you, Ben. I think Matt Jones he's going to cruise into this, you know, second year, obviously. And the thing about Mac is. Has a pretty mediocre wide receiving core at the moment. Uh, the defense isn't what it used to be. It's declining. Um, but the, it's the Pats. Um, they're going to figure it out. They always do. And I, I 
agree with kind of the win total. I think they're going to win probably seven to eight, maybe nine. I feel like this. I think that's a fair range, seven to nine games. I know they do have a painful. Yeah, they don't have. I feel like they don't have the easiest schedule. I know you got the Raiders and the Colts in there. Those are always tough games. And you got the Bengals, I think, also on that schedule. So we'll see how it goes for um, Bill Belichick and Co. And moving on to the Miami Dolphins. I think Tua shuts up the haters, and I think Miami makes the playoffs. I think they're gonna win. I think they'll win ten to eleven games. Really? Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, I'm not a Tua supporter by any mean. But come on, you can't. How you can't fail with this team right now? The line isn't amazing, but it got better. You got Teron Armstead to help um, protect your blind side. You, actually, we don't know if he's going to be playing left or right tackle, but you got him to protect Tua. Obviously, you added Tyreek Hill, who, the fastest man in football. You got Jalen Waddle, who's probably the second fastest man in football. You were able to get Mike Kosicki back on the tag, who seems to catch everything. And you still got a stellar defense. I think Miami should be able to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, because it seems like the last few years they've had winning records and just haven't made the playoffs. So, with Miami, I feel like you. I feel like if you don't make the playoffs, you're going to be looking at a quarterback in 2023. But it's going to be hard because they lost their first round pick due to tampering. That's the suck, I guess. I I, I hundred percent agree with you, Ben. I think Miami has more than enough talent to push themselves into the playoffs. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. The defense is there. The wide receiving core is there. The line did get better. Um, and they got they got three running. new running backs. They got Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and they got Sony Michels with Miles Gaston. So they got a crowded backfield. So literally, their, their depth charts are deep. It's going to come down to QB number one and if he can perform. And it's kind of interesting because towards the end of last season, he had some hot starts. And he was really, really good in the second half. He actually had a 92.2% uh, QB rating and a 70% completion rate. His final seven starts, and so they he ended the year eight and one. They started off one and seven, and they ended up nine and eight. So we know Tua can win games, but can he push them over the top? Yeah, and the thing about an acquisition of a stellar athlete, sometimes it doesn't work in the favor of the co because just because you throw Tyreek Evans, like Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry, um, it can throw you off a little bit. You know, your whole play calling changes because you might rely too much on Tyreek. You know, and Tua is no Patrick Mahomes where he's just an absolute magician with the ball, but he can become somewhat more reliable. And he can shut up the haters because Tua does get a lot of flack. He does. He does get a lot of flack. So Miami, you should make the playoffs this year. That's all I'm saying. Moving on to my New York Jets. I think Zach proves he has the dog in him, not just off the field, but on the field too. And I think the Jets go 9-8. and eight. It's a spicy take, but I think it's possible and valid. Ben, I'm hearing some some reports, reliable or not, that Joe Flacco right now is kind of outperforming Zach. Cap. It's, it's, by, it's by a fake Twitter account. Enough for rumors of the fake. I would hope not. I would hope not. I really like Zach. I mean, I, mean, I went to the New York Jets training camp on... August 2nd and he had a very good camp he didn't throw any picks I think he only threw two incompletions and the day after he had a perfect practice he eight for eight passing two touchdowns and obviously he's a young quarterback 
he's gonna have it up and he's gonna be up and down and we're gonna have to and the first half of the season is gonna show if Zach can lift the team on his own or if he's gonna have to be like a system quarterback like Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill they're gonna have to be a run first offense rely on the defense but I think they got some good pieces with them. Elijah Moore looks like a wide receiver one in the making. Garrett Wilson is at a stellar camp. Corey Davis is still a reliable receiver. They got two reliable tight ends. Brees Hall is a very solid running back. And their defense improved. They got their secondary got a lot better with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. And their pass rush looks even scarier now with Carl Lawson coming back. So I think the Jets do have the talent to win nine games. Am I expecting it? Probably not. But... If they can win nine games, that'll make the that'll make me a lot happier as a Jets fan because I've seen misery and misery over the last ten years. Honestly, this upcoming season is probably the brightest looking Jets fan since two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, this is looking good, and I think it does come back come down to Zach Wilson here because you did make a great point. Everything's gotten better. Secondary, pass rush, the defense as a whole. O line, I didn't even mention. I think he has, he has the talent to be better than that, but obviously he's got to play a little safer. He gets he does get a little reckless at times. I've seen in, obviously I've, I've seen in games, and um, yeah, I've actually got the chance to talk to some of the players. I talked to Braxton Barrios, and he just thinks Zach looks a lot more mature and a lot more poised in his second year than he did as a rookie, and he thinks that he gave the mandate that we're gonna that they should make the playoffs. And according to him, he thinks that we're going to sweep the patch. So I'm praying to God that that's true. Probably not, but I, one can hope. I can, see it, I can see it happening. I think you guys will have good football games. I don't think it's lopsided to any degree. And probably the sports books will probably be like 50-50 on some of those. I just want competitive games. That's all I'm asking for as a New York Jets fan. That's not enough. That's, that's, that's what I'm asking for. I'm not even a Jets fan. That's, that's, that's not that hard of a task. Make games competitive, New York. That's what we want to see. Moving on to the AFC West, the easily the most competitive division in football. And we're going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, who got a lot worse, but I still think they're going to be really good. I still think they're going to be a double-digit win team. I don't think they'll win the division. I think they'll be the first wildcard spot. And I think Juju becomes a pro bowler with Patrick Mahomes. I don't care that he does TikToks. I think he's still a stellar receiver. And it was sad because we had a scene with a very aged Ben Roethlisberger. But now you have Patrick Mahomes, the magician with the pigskin, which is going to have a great season, especially alongside of like Travis Kelsey and other great guys, that he's not going to be the focus of the offense on the defensive side, of course. And I think he's going to have a great season. He should. He's going to be playing in the slot. And I think Patrick Mahomes will be able to utilize him and Andy Reid as well. I think they'll be able to be utilized in a great way. I think he'll break a thousand yards this year. And he should have probably seven to eight touchdowns. I think he's in for a breakout year. Um going to Las Vegas now. Devontae Adams is back with Derek Carr. Um first time they've been they played together in college, now they're back together in the NFL. And my hot take for them actually comes from the defense. I think Max Crosby leads the NFL in sacks this year. Interesting, but I, I can see that happening. Yeah, Max Crosby is a freak athlete. He's fourth-round pick. He's dealt with a lot coming out of college with, with um, drug issues. 
but it's really good to see him succeed, and he's definitely the best player on this Raiders defense. He had um, eight sacks last year, made the Pro Bowl, and I think the addition of Chandler Jones is going to help things open help uh, open things up for him. Person agree, and this is Derek Carr's year to really prove himself because we always labeled him as the underrated quarterback, the guy that nobody looks at. But now that he has a stellar wide receiver, his old college buddy, now we can really see him flourish and see the quarterback that you know he wants to be portrayed as. But I think there's one kind of concern: it's that their O line. It's a little lackluster, and Carr's going to get hit this season for sure. He is, and we're going to have to see. Um, we're going to see how he holds up because they got good receivers. You know, Josh Jacobs is still there, a solid running back, and the Raiders have a high ceiling, but they could they could disappoint. I hope not, though, because I love Derek Carr as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, moving on to the L.A. Chargers, could be the most fun team in football this year. This is. This is going to be an interesting take by me. I think the Chargers actually have the first, have the second seed in the AFC. I think they'll go 13 and 4, but I think they're going to lose in the first round. I can see that happening. It's just it just seems like a Chargers thing to do. It seems like they always do so well and then they don't do well in the biggest moments. I can I can see that definitely happening. I think Herbert's going to come top three in passing yards. I think he's going to absolutely air it out this upcoming season. I have them winning 12 games. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't see them not messing up in the regular season, but I can see them absolutely get dismantled in the playoffs. Right? Yeah, and, and it, it, it all depends on matchup. Because the Chargers love to air that, that pigskin out. But, yeah, no, it's not a knock on Herbert. Herbert's a phenomenal quarterback, but coaching. Coaching screwed them in the final game of the season last year, and I feel like a similar issue might happen. Would happen like that again, or a special teams issue because the Chargers are were never good on special teams. It's been that way for a long time. Never, never. And their defense has gotten significantly better, by the way. It has gotten better. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. That, that defense is kind of scary. Man. A little, a little more than kind of scary. Yeah, moving on to the last team in the division, the Denver Broncos. You know, Russell Wilson, that trade to Denver sent shockwaves throughout the league. He's a future Hall of Famer quarterback, and Denver's needed a quarterback ever since Peyton Manning retired. They've rotated with guys like Case Keenum and um, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and a whole bunch of other guys. But I think Denver starts off hot like they do usually they start off like three and oh like four and one every year but i think they're gonna falter at the end of the year and i don't think they make the playoffs Interesting. Broncos Nation, let's ride. i just i, I, I just don't see it i agree i agree i think they don't make double digits but the thing about this conference is like since every Every team in here, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, are going to just perform well. It's going to be super hard to even make the playoffs. Yeah, and that's you know, the like, thing with the whole AFC. It's like, who's the worst of the best? Because arguably this this conference here is like, my goodness, I like Ben, like they can all make the playoffs. All, all teams except for probably Jacksonville and Houston. Sorry to any of those fans out there if there's any. Yeah, so it's going to be so tough, but the Russell Wilson effect is real. Russell Wilson just brings and radiates winning. And Denver, they lacked that for a very, very long time. And he's just a great guy to lead a team. He's just going to be great for that Broncos organization. 
and he's just gonna make Jerry Judy just like look like Jesus on the turf. And I think yeah, Cortland Sutton's in for a huge year too. He coming coming yeah. off an ACL tear, I think he's gonna be great with Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So fantasy, you know, fantasy owners and you know draftees look towards some Broncos wide receiving because they're gonna get some love this year. Even KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick tore his ACL unfortunately the other day in practice. Uh, prayers up to him. I've always liked him as a receiver, but. Those guys, I think everyone's gonna eat on that Broncos offense. He's gotta spread the spread the rock and just make everyone better as a whole. Broncos Nation will ride. They will ride. Moving on to the AFC North, we're gonna start with the the defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think as Jamar Chase, I think is gonna lead the team in receiving yards. Obviously, I think T Higgins leads the team in touchdowns. Because that guy. That guy can go up and get the ball. He makes the, some of the craziest catches I've ever seen. I think he's gonna be the reds, the main red zone threat for Joe Burrow this year. Yeah, and Joe Burrow's just you know he's Joe Cool. He's gonna make some good decisions and he's gonna make that offense flourish. We saw it in that Super Bowl run. The guy's awesome, and that team's gonna be very nice. The defense got better as well. And most importantly, the line got better. Yes. So Joe Burrow's not gonna die. Look out, AFC. All I'm saying the AFC is look out because Joe Shiesty's coming for you. Joe Shiesty is coming, but I think there's another gentleman in purple at B-more who's going to come correct this season. I think Lamar Jackson's got the biggest chip on his shoulder right now. He hasn't gotten paid somehow. Everyone clowns him for being a running back. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be in for a tremendous season. I think... I honestly think he's good. I think he'll be the best quarterback in the division this year. Lamar is just out to out to just prove like everyone wrong. Mark Andrews had a great season without him last year for half the season. Uh, Rashad Bateman's finally going to be the wide receiver one. I loved him at Minnesota, and I think he's going to do really well in this team. Their other receivers aren't the greatest, but obviously we know Baltimore's built on their run game. And you guys guys got guys like J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming back from injury. And Lamar was banged up last year too, but I think he's once again going to break 1,000 rushing yards. Yeah, and the Ravens have just a good situation going on. They have the best coach in their, in their division. They have the best defense in their division. And I think they have the best quarterback in their division. I think Lamar is just huge huge asset and if he comes correct with that chip on his shoulder oh boy we're probably gonna look at another mvp push right behind like herbert and josh allen i agree i i got lamar on fantasy um so hopefully he balls out but i would love to see lamar just prove everyone wrong i i think baltimore should could win i think they can win this division definitely i actually have baltimore and cincinnati coming out with the same record of 11 and 11 that's valid. They both win 11 games. Yeah, and that's they're going to be obviously duking it out. I forgot if they played. I forgot if they played to the end of the year. But if they do, that's going to be Ooh, arguably game wow, of the year at the battle. Television would be a great. Imagine a Sunday night football game in Baltimore with since. Remember, you remember a few years ago how uh, Andy Dalton ended the Baltimore Ravens season. I think it's 2017 Tyler Boyd touchdown. I don't know if you recall that. Crush the dreams, but we got we got to see. Hopefully that's hopefully that's on the dock for a week eighteen game. But moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that's done with Ben Roethlisberger. 
had some great years with him, but now it's a new era. You got Mitch Trubisky and you got Kenny Pickett. Two young quarterbacks, one one who's looking to prove himself after some all right years with Chicago, but obviously faltered at the end. You got Kenny Pickett, who's the hometown kid, and um, just looking to um, start right away. And um, I think Pittsburgh... I think they're still a, a solid team. I think um I think they just I think a quarterback is going to be an improved position for them. They still got weapons. Lost Juju, but you got Deontay Johnson who just got recently paid. You got um Chase Claypool who everyone clowns on him for TikTok, myself included. But he sh- I think he should be in for a better year. He was banged up last year, but I think he gets back to form. You got George Pickens who you got at the end of the second round. He was arguably a top two receiver in that class before he got hurt. And, and apparently in training camp he's been doing phenomenal. Yeah, he's been turning heads. And obviously you got you got Najee Harris who's just a monster. You improved your line. Number twenty two in black and yellow. Yep. And Yeah, and this and you also got one of my favorite tight ends, Pat Fryermuth, who was very good as a rookie last year. I think he leads the team in receiving touchdowns. Because he's just a red zone threat. He is. He's very good. I think this is Mike Thomas' first season where he goes below 500. Sadly, I agree. I think they'll. I think they'll still win seven to eight games because Pittsburgh's still. They're always going to be a competitive team. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're no longer going to be at Heinz Field. It's Akershire Stadium. Terrible name, but they're still the terrible towers are still going to be waving. They're still. It's still going to be a tough place to play in. I think Najee Harris is also going to lead the league in. You think he's a, really? That's interesting. I still, I still think it's gonna be JT personally, but I think Najee, I think JT's he's more than capable. Gonna, it's gonna come down to like a David Robinson, like uh, what should call it, Shaq kind of like fight for like leader of the points that season. Yeah, when D, when D Rob D Rob drops seventy one to yeah. steal that scoring title, and yeah. Yeah, even last year JT was, I think. He was lower in the ranking in rushing yards, and then he went crazy for 260 yards in the final week of the season to finish top three. So I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna duke it out. But I, I see Najee just win that title. I think they're just gonna utilize him very well this season. And he's just a talented running back, so he's gonna get his. He will, and I think he'll be less banged up this year because he was utilized so much with Big Ben checking it down to him. There was a game where he had 11 receptions for a power back like Najee. That's not ideal, but I think he'll get a lot more rushing opportunities this year. Moving on to um, my least favorite team in the NFL right now, the Cleveland Browns. I think they're gonna. I think they're winning six games. I think they're gonna be bad this year. And Deshaun, he got suspended for six games, but the NFL is looking to appeal it to see if they can get more, which is a good thing. But the bad thing is that means Deshaun could be playing to start the year, which is not a good thing because Deshaun Watson. Was yeah, he was a terrible person in this pat the past year. There's nothing else to say. Politics aside, though, the team is still somewhat strong. Um, it's still a talented Jacoby team. Brissett, uh, Jacoby Brissett, if he does start and Deshaun Watson's out, um, he could he could deliver here, you know, some bag. You know, he's he can do his thing in Cleveland, and it's just like Cleveland's just in a weird limbo. They're fighting like you know legal matters, and it's like. Just trying to figure this out, balancing this, but at the end of the day, it's their fault for acquiring a quarterback that did what he did supposedly. Um, and it's, they just gotta 
figure that out first before even the season starts. So, but it, it, let's say they do get Deshaun, this team will be good. Like, they will because Deshaun, politics aside, Deshaun Watson's still an awesome quarterback. He's still yeah, one of the best incredible. in the league. Incredible. But it all depends on Deshaun's legal issues. Will he be suspended? Will he be suspended for the whole season if he gets suspended? We have no idea. That's for um, a later discussion. Moving on to the final division, the AFC South. Some people say this is the worst division in football. And we're going to start with the Tennessee Titans. I think this is... This is going to be a hot, a very hot take, actually. It's going to be Traylon Burks winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. Very hot take, but... I'll take it as a warm take. It's not super hot because I, I could see it happening. It's not unreasonable. The odd makers have him in the top three. Most of them have him in the top three, but it's because it's of the opportunity he has in Tennessee. You know, they lost A.J. Brown. They did get Bobby Trees and Robert Woods, but I don't think he's going to be as good as he was in LA. I think Traylon Burks is going to get a lot of opportunity. He's He was compared to Debo Samuel coming out of college, so we're going to see how that factors in with the Tennessee offense. Obviously, it's still going to be a Derrick Henry-led offense. But, you know, if Tannehill can get him the ball in space, I think Traylon Burks can turn some heads. Yeah, and I also think Tannehill is going to play with a different kind of O's this season because this could be his last season because Malik Willis is right there, right He's knocking on that sure. door. Exactly. So Tannehill's got to really prove himself here. He's like, this is my job, and I plan on keeping it. Um, so we can see a different level of Tannehill or not. We don't know. But um, Tennessee potentially can have a bright future. You know, Derrick Henry, hopefully he comes back to this, you know, stellar form. This that King Henry form. Train. And that freight train of a running back. And he's always going to be a reliable guy you can just hand it off to. So Tennessee's cool. Just got to stay healthy. Got to use him properly, healthy. Tennessee. Was a big thing Can't give him 400 carries again. Crazy stuff. Moving on to the Colts, a team that choked like no other team I've seen in a while last year. The loss of the worst team in the league, Jacksonville Jaguars, to miss the playoffs. But, you know, I think Matt Ryan is going to turn that team around. And I I think this team has the talent to make it to the AFC Championship. I 100% agree with you, Ben. It's going to be interesting because I think... Uh, Michael Pittman is a super talented receiver. I think Matt Ryan is going to just elevate him somewhere to like somewhere to like Julio Jones cuz they're both um they both know how to go up and get the ball. I think Ryan still has a pretty decent arm. I think he'll be able to get the ball to Michael Pittman the way Wentz couldn't as much. And I still think he'll make plays. And obviously Jonathan Taylor is still Jonathan Taylor. They got a great line. They got a an even better defense now that Stephon Gilmore is there and they just got Yannick Ngakwe who's a talented pass rusher. And obviously, you're led by uh, Mr. Shaquille Leonard. So I think this team has the talent to make it to the AFC Championship. I 100% agree. I think the, Matt Ryan being there is going to be really good for Indianapolis. And I think just his mindset as a whole, he's a very pass-heavy guy. So the fact that you're going to orchestrate your offense to pass, so you can give the run that much more love, Jonathan Taylor's going to have an awesome season. And I think Matt Ryan's going to hit him on a lot of reception passes. A lot of screens, yep. And he's just going to eat it alive on the turf. And the Colts are a team to look out for, for sure. I have them reaching double-digit wins at 11. I think I'd say 11 or 12 for them is even possible. I think Matt Ryan's also going to have a chip on his shoulder because Atlanta did him really dirty. They thought they were going to get Watson. They pissed him off. And now he's shipped to Indy. He's been losing a lot ever since the Super Bowl. So I think Ryan is ready to be in a new, ready to be on a new team. I think he's ready to win some games. Yeah, and I think this could be somewhat of a 
retirement home for him. If he works out this season, I think he can kind of just cruise to the end of his career here. Yeah, because he's not getting any younger. Yeah, I think this is a nice spot. Yeah, moving on to... I'm going to group these two teams together because these are probably the two worst teams in the AFC. We're going to have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually think Travis Etienne is going to be the leading receiver this year. I think, uh, yeah... The, the Christian Kirk, obviously, he got paid a bag. I just think um, I think the, the Clemson connection with Lawrence and ETN is going to be real. And now that... That's why they drafted him. Yep. And ETN was one of the best receiving backs that I've seen in a while. And he's been killing it in training camp. And now that James Robinson is out for a while with an Achilles tear, I think um, ETN's getting a lot of opportunities. I think he'll catch a lot of screen passes. I think we'll even be using the slot. That's, been, that's what the word's been in training camp. And I think um, he's not going to go crazy. I don't think he'll have like a thousand yards. I think he could go between 800 and 900 because I think they're going to spread the ball in Jacksonville a lot. So um, I think ETN leads the team in receiving yards. It's not, it's not crazy to say. I also think the coaching in Jacksonville got way better. Obviously, Doug Peterson. You can't get worse than Urban. Way, you can't. Way better than Urban Meyer. And Doug Peterson brings some sort of winning mentality to the team. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a nice uh, improvement this upcoming yeah, you know, I'm a little off topic here, but Doug Peterson gets a lot of got a lot of slack. Obviously, maybe throwing the game, so um, I feel like he can get a better pick. But Doug Peterson was never a, he's he was never a bad coach. And I think he got a lot of flack for that. And I think it'll be great in Jacksonville. They might have found their guy for long term. They just have to surround the pieces with him to play with. Yeah, and I I don't think Jacksonville will do anything special. I think they're going to win five, maybe six games. But lucky. It, they're good. I mean, it's up. It's going upwards for them. You, if you're Jacksonville, every you just gotta look towards the future. And Always a couple of seasons. Ahead. And the same thing with Houston. This team is really bad. But I think um, I think Davis Mills has another solid season, pretty efficient season, and I think he proves that he's the guy in Houston. Because he was, I, I agree. he was the second best rookie quarterback last year. And no one was expecting. Yeah, no one expected that out of Davis Mills. And, you know, you just re-signed Brandon Cooks on a two-year deal, who's a, a nice deep threat. He's always one of the most underrated receivers in football. And I'm going to be honest, you don't have much else around you. But I think Davis Mills, I think he'll make the smart decisions. I think he'll limit his turnovers. I think I still think, I don't think he'll throw for, like, a crazy amount of touchdowns. I think he'll throw for, like, maybe 23, 24. A lot of checkdowns, the occasional deep ball. But I think Mills proves that he's going to be an efficient quarterback and that they don't have to draft a quarterback in 2023 and just use the pick to um, use the pick, sorry, to um, surround them with even more talent. I think Davis Mills could be that guy in the future. He just needs to be surrounded with a good environment. I really like his play style. It's very patient, very poised. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of him. And I just think Houston has to surround himself with a team because they need to improve everything. And now they got picks from the Cleveland Browns to do that. And Houston got going to have a few years of rebuild. And it happens with every team, obviously, in sports. But you got a few years of pain with the rebuild. Then you start winning some games. Players start wanting to come to you. Maybe Houston will be a desirable destination again. Who knows? So that rounds out um, the NFL with um, our takes. And that also um, brings to the end of our episode. So um, once again, I'm Ben Kuchapudi. I'm Tyler Graham. And we'll see you next time. Peace out.